The Bringing Water to Life podcast is brought to you by the Irrigation Show and Education Conference. With more than 300 exhibitors and nearly 5,000 attendees, the Irrigation Show provides something for every agriculture, landscape, and golf irrigation professional. For more information on the 2017 Irrigation Show, visit www.irrigationshow.org. Welcome to the Bringing Water to Life podcast, a podcast focused on telling the story of water. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. To everyone else, welcome back. Show notes are available at bwtlpodcast.com. You're listening to episode number 38. In this episode, we share some statistics on the devastation of Hurricane Harvey and discuss Congress's September schedule. Hello, Elizabeth. How are you? Hey, John. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Welcome to Bringing Water Life. I am John Farner, and someone is not here today. This empty chair next to you. I know. Brent's missing again. I know. He is on assignment. For a while. For a while, yeah. He's out for the next month, isn't he? Yeah, and then we'll see him at Water Smart Innovations in Las Vegas. Yeah, you know, we did a, a um, well, as live as you can get in podcast world, right? Uh, a live show out there last year, right? We did. It was one of our first episodes, too. I think we'd only been doing it for a few weeks at that point. Which means we're going to hit our one-year anniversary pretty soon yeah, of this podcast. September. It's coming up in September. Well, tomorrow is September. All right. Well, it's coming up quick. I think we did it maybe mid-September, September 10th or something. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's coming up. So what are we going to throw a party or something? Are you bringing a cake in to work or what? Yeah, birthday party for the podcast. <laughs> we can do that. And then... <laughs> all right. So, um, guys, a lot of stuff going on. First of all... Uh, it's almost Labor Day weekend. You have big plans this weekend for Labor Day? No. Nothing. No? Sticking around? Yeah. No work on Monday. That's you have right. off. I forgot. Yeah. Obviously, so don't don't come into work. Labor I mean, Day. you can come in if you want. No, I'm not. I'm not coming in. Pretty... <laughs> you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm positive. Are, All you, right. are you driving in, John? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I'm sure you have plans. Your family always has something fun going on. Yeah, school starts on Tuesday. Oh. So, uh, and it's a big soccer weekend for me this weekend. Um I'm at Georgetown on Monday, actually. Nice. It's just a funny story. So uh, the Washington, you can look this up in Washington Post. Mm-hmm. They have an article about their Georgetown men's soccer game on Sunday. Well, I'm sorry, Monday, Labor Day Monday. They're playing UCLA. Okay, so UCLA is in town. I'm part of the referee crew for that game. Okay. Um, and it is the Millennial Partip- Participation Trophy Award Day, where the first 500 fans in attendance get a participation trophy. That's funny. <laughs> is this like a sarcastic thing? I yeah, I like guess so. I don't know. Doing? I think it's a um so see ironic? Is yeah. it ironic? I guess. Is it I don't know. So are they still more set. Let me look that up real are quick. Are they still millennials in college? I thought it was Generation Z coming up here. Oh, I have no idea. Maybe not quite yet, but I thought the next generation was going uh, to you're asking you're asking the wrong guy. I don't mm-hmm. know. But anyway, it's the Millennial Participation Award Day. Funny. Yeah, so Hopefully nobody will throw an award at the referee crew yeah. out there. Oh, my gosh. I wonder what they're getting. <laughs> it was just a little, like, trophy thing. For a real trophy. A real trophy, yeah. yeah Look it up. Washington. It's, on, it's a Washington Post. Somebody put it. Somebody sent it to me. I was like, uh, I'm part of this referee crew for this game. That's funny. I'll have to look that up. But yeah. So, speaking of sports, football season starts today. Uh, it does. It's college. Uh, that's right. It does yeah. start today. Yeah. It's my exciting. Hokies had are Cincinnati playing this weekend? Yeah, they play today. Today? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yep. On ESPN? I don't think so. No. But. <laughs> it's a Thursday night game. I don't know. <laughs> Today's 31st. So good. Well, there's a lot of serious stuff going on out in the world right now. Like yes. really serious. But let's let's have some fun first with the birthday game. And then we'll talk about uh, – we'd be remiss not to talk about the 
uh, the hurricane. Uh, yeah, and when he's about water, we're talking about an excess of water. So we'll 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 dive into that here shortly. But I do want to play the birthday game. We will go in reverse order here. Today is the thirty first of August. It is almost September. Um, so yesterday was Warren Buffett's birthday. How did Warren Buffett turn? Eighty-two. That's like one for one. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yes. So here you go. That's awesome. All right. Uh, he is an angry comedian, Lewis Black. <laughs> so funny. Uh, his best work uh, had to be an oh Inside gosh. Out, playing anger and Inside oh, Out. He was amazing. He was perfect for that role. He was. That's a great movie. I actually really like that movie. Um, my, my daughter's really into that movie right now. So it's cute. It is cute. It's a good message. It is. Okay. Uh, she talks about the people living in her head. Like I honestly Aww. believe she thinks people are living in her head. Like like the thoughts. Learn about her emotions. Though, yeah, right? her emotions. Yeah, are it's a like, sad movie though. I definitely cried. Yeah. No, it's but. yeah. Yep. <laughs> so how old? He's probably fifty-seven. Uh, Sixty-nine. Sixty. Oh my god. Yeah, he's getting up there. Jeez, he looks. Uh, he has brain cancer. He had melanoma. Mm-hmm. He's a senator from Arizona, John McCain. Oh my gosh, I he, know his, his birthday, birthday was on the 29th, yeah. a couple days ago. I should know how old he is. This is sad that I don't know. You want a hint? Um, you want a hint? No. Okay. 70. Oh, man, Elizabeth. No. 81. 81? Oh, my yeah. gosh. So we'll, we'll, give you a, we'll give you a bonus one. Uh, yeah, he, I'm not very good Former governor of Pennsylvania, first secretary of Homeland Security. His birthday is on 826, Tom Ridge. Okay, Tom Ridge, 64. You're shooting low. It's 72. 72. Okay. I do shoot low. I need to, like, I think I'm stuck in I had, like, 10 years. I'm stuck in the early 2000s <laughs> with how I think about everything. I, I realized that the other day. So I'm like, oh, the 90s. It's only 10 years ago. No, uh, the 90s is a lot longer than 10 yeah, years. Yeah. Um, so. Anyway, so, gosh, this hurricane. Uh, so hurricane has hit Texas, and we've all seen the footage out of what's going on down there mm-hmm. and i i i'm sure that we all have at least someone we know or at least connected someone they know yeah that either live in or have some sort of connection to the houston area mm-hmm. okay I, I i know some people i i make no secret of my background i worked for the bush administration uh and when i worked for the bush administration the george w bush administration i'm not that old <laughs> all right the George W. Bush administration, uh, the whole state of Texas was up here running the government. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like all of my colleagues were from Texas. And there were a handful from Houston and yeah. who I still keep in touch with today. And a lot of them are in their mid, late 30s, you know, low 40s. Um, and they all have young kids now down there. And they each have their unique story of how they're being affected mm-hmm. by these floods. And it's heartbreaking. There's, there's nothing else you can say other than it's heartbreaking. Yeah. This is a natural disaster. And you, you do hear some stories. I think there was one levee that broke, like one. This isn't like Katrina where you had an influx of, of water and you had man-made structures that failed. It's not like that at all. This is this is purely just a natural disaster. It is. Well, they did have to let one of the reservoirs go. Mm-hmm. They've had to do something, but it, but that but that is again that's nothing of nothing has failed right. here. This is purely just a massive amount of water. In fact, there's a Washington Post article that was posted yesterday uh, that states Harvey has, has unloaded 24.5 trillion oh. gallons of water on Texas and Louisiana. Gosh. Um, 
so let's put this into perspective, mm-hmm. okay? There, so I 24.5 trillion gallons of water. We live in the Washington, D.C. area, all right? Uh, the Chesapeake Bay is right down the road, yeah. right? Uh, to get to Ocean City or to parts of Delaware, you cross the Bay Bridge. You cross the Bay on that the rickety old bridge, and you take your life in your own hands when you cross yes. that bridge. Um, the Chesapeake Bay has 18 trillion gallons of water in the bay. Okay. Okay. So we're wow. talking about more water than what's yeah. in the Chesapeake Bay is now on top of Texas and Louisiana. Jeez. How, how can anybody manage that amount of water? You can't. No. That is just so much water. It's, 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 it's really hard to comprehend. It is. Right? Um, and there's a, there's a couple of other tidbits here. If you pile it up, 20 trillions of gallon of water over the, over Washington, D.C., which is approximately 68 square miles, the height of the water would be 1,410 feet or almost as high as the Empire State Building. Wow. So, I mean, that's all you can say is wow. I mean, this isn't... It's devastating. Uh, the amount of... This is, this is uh, interesting. The amount of rain that fell in Texas and Louisiana would have ended the historic California drought twice over. And that was all within a span of 48 hours, pretty much. Yeah, how quick they got all of this rain is just... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so insane. 1 trillion gallons of water fell in the four days from Saturday through Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That's as much as water as flows over Niagara Falls in 15 days. Oh, my gosh. We talked about Niagara Falls We talked about Niagara Falls and, and how, how, and how massive there. that is. Yeah. And Brent, actually, I, you can refer back to that podcast, but Brent actually made some comparisons on just how much water flows through Niagara Falls and how it could fill up certain lakes in the United yeah. States almost, you know, just within a span of a short time. Right. So it, um, it's enough to cover the insta- entire state of Arizona in more than a foot of water, the amount of water that, that uh, Texas wow. and Louisiana has seen. So that just goes to put it into perspective just, just how much water we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And when you see the, the flooding that's occurring in that state and – you know, we, we've heard of Houston flooding before, mm-hmm. and, um, and, you know, everywhere can have a flood, right? Yeah. But there are a lot of areas in Houston where flood insurance is not available, and I, that is going to be a big challenge right now uh, in the, the immediate days after, mm-hmm. after all of the recovery efforts, make sure everyone is safe. Right. The, and the rebuilding starts occurring is how we're going to cope with this. I, 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 you know, I joke around a lot in the office. And I say, what they need down there right now are boats and drywall, yeah, and some dehumidifiers, uh, and it's it's, it's going to be a challenge. This rebuilding is going to be a challenge down there, and I know that our industry and uh, other industries have really grappled with how can we help. Mm-hmm. You know, you've gotten this question, right? Yeah. You know, how how can we help? What can we do? And. Right now is uh, you know our spirit is down there with them, our thoughts are down there with them, um, but short of giving money to a well-known and respected charity, I mean, there's not much we can do right, right now until rebuilding occurs, right? Yeah. No, I agree. I think right now it's the rescue efforts that are going on that people need to be supportive of and then giving money to, like, reputable charities that you know where the, the fund's actually going to help directly what's going on with the hurricane. I you mean, see J.J. Really Watts, yeah. J.J. Watts uh, fundraising efforts, and... When you talk about that amount of money, it is tough to manage that amount of money, make sure none goes to waste exactly. or a very small amount goes to overhead. None goes to waste. Very small goes to overhead right. cost. 
Uh, but I know that he did a GoFundMe, and it's up in the tens of millions of dollars right now, the amount of money he's he's raised, which is well beyond what he had originally. Did he say where he's, how he's no, administering yet. that? Or said where, like, he said he wants to keep okay. it local. And, and, and directly in the local. pockets, quote, in the pockets of those affected. Okay. And like I said, I mean, that's, a, that's, that's hard. It's hard to do. It is. And people have their own opinions. People have their opinions about the Red Cross, mm-hmm. positive and negative. Mm-hmm. Salvation Army, same thing, positive and negative. Um, I know the far, the Texas Farm Bureau has their own recovery uh, fund that yeah. they're soliciting for right now to, that will help farmers and ranchers uh, who have lost their – I mean, there are farmers, ranchers, business people, men and women, who can't even get to their place of business right now to yeah. see how they are affected. By this, so the the complete effect of this and the after we just we just don't know, we yeah. just don't know. We don't know what we don't know yet on right. how on how everything is. We right. still we still people in boats, you know, boating through uh, streets, residential streets. Yeah, and because so. it's just now, I mean, it, it came back on land yesterday in the Beaumont, Texas area, and I think now it's finally kind of moved moved on from that area. But they're going to just now start being able to actually assess the yeah. damage and. Hopefully, not many more deaths are found or reported. But I just—it's scary to think about the people that just in the immediate aftermath. You don't really know who's missing. Right. And we had talked earlier today. You had mentioned there were some areas who. I I know a lot of areas have problems with electricity. You know, access to Mm -hmm. clean water, and give a sense on how like public works is being affected by this and access uh, to to clean water. So I think most of the Houston area is fine with their water supply. But uh, the city of Beaumont, actually, their water pumps failed, and so they don't have clean water right now. So it's kind of an emergency situation, especially because you can't really get into Beaumont, because if you saw I-10, I think it is, it's basically a river right now. I mean, there's literally white waves on the highway. You know, know, I saw the waves, yeah. Yeah, There's been a lot of photos around that have been photoshopped, and uh, like the shark one. I you know, I did not see that one. You know, see the shark one. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that, that's been uh, fake. Yeah. Uh, but there are a lot that are real. And the one mm-hmm. with the waves on the highway, that was real. Yeah, that was real. And so I think the military is actually involved right now in getting Beaumont supplies just because it's that Good. dire. Yeah. Good. And I know there are some stories about uh, some, cha- some national chains who have increased the price of water. Uh, price gouging. And price gouging, and I think yeah. that the national office have come in and said, "Stop this! Stop this yeah. nonsense! This is this is just some employees making bad decisions in the local stores, and they're saying, knock this nonsense mm-hmm. off! You should be giving that water away. You should be selling it for fifty dollars a case.' Right? You know? And was it Anheuser Busch? Yeah, yeah, Anheuser Busch. They did this. Um, I forget which. Uh, it was a more recent natural disaster where they did this. I forget which one it was. Anyway, they stopped the production of their of of beer. In Georgia, and instead oh, okay. are are canning water. They're canning water down there, and setting it off to relief efforts. And in right now in Texas area, I'm assuming it's going to expand to uh, parts of Louisiana if needed as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's an extra bush can of water hmm. uh, that they're shipping down there. So it's good for them. And this is what, you know, we live in a capitalist society, and um, and it's going to take a combination of private sector help as well as government help to to, to mm-hmm. figure this stuff out. And it's good to see the private sector coming to the aid. Yeah. Um, I know the federal government's going to be there. Congress is talking about some relief bills right now. So we'll see. I want to talk to you about that in a little mm-hmm. bit. But we'll see if something gets done. Um, but it's good to see the private sector stepping up to the plate too. And I know from our own personal experience, we do have some members who are trying to figure out how they can help yeah. in their own little unique niche way. 
And that's great, right? That's a problem it you want to have. You'd rather have people coming at you asking, how can I help, than yeah. forgetting about it. And I think it's important to keep the conversation. Right now it's hard because we don't know what we can exactly do except for donate cash, I think. But like you said, with our industry, maybe down the road there's more we can actually do when we see what's needed there. And so keeping the conversation going. And I think right now it's always on everyone's mind. So it's like, yeah, how can we help? How can we help? But in like two months, people might forget about it. You know, it is amazing. Uh, when we first started this, we talked about our, our year anniversary coming out. We have to figure <laughs> out when we posted the first podcast, yeah. what day. We can easily figure that out. But we, we were originally talking about drought. And gosh, we've been talking about drought now until the until like basically this past winter when the snow fell in California right. forever. Mm-hmm. You know, and how much Arizona, Nevada, California, uh, Pacific Northwest. I mean, they were grappling with drought conditions off and on for the past five, six years. And and even even Texas in 2012, yeah. 2011, 2012 had historic drought. And, and this is the second flood that Houston has experienced since then. This one is much worse than the one before. But it's just amazing to me. And I, for those people who have had even a half inch of water in their house, they've had to manage. Yes. I mean, have you, you've had that recently. In our, in you? our basement. In your basement. Thankfully, that's it. It's how, many, finished, how, many, uh, how many inches of water did you have? probably had six inches at the six, most. Six, that's mm-hmm. a lot. It was a lot. Okay. Yeah. You can't drive a boat in it. Well, no, it's but not that, that was. But when that was it on, felt like a lot. When yeah, that's the a, that was my point. It's overwhelming. Yeah, that's overwhelming. Multiply that by a trillion. I mean, you see people's houses; only the roof is showing. Yeah, it's just and six inches of water. You're like, man, this is. Yeah. How are we gonna get past this? And just the the dirty. I mean, the water oh, is so contaminated. Probably. It is really. I, I'm sure. What is in that water makes me nervous. Well, so I don't want to. Gosh, this this podcast can take a really depressing turn real quick. But they're having some deaths down there mm-hmm. and some have been some of the folks down there that are doing got a hero's work in, in, in rescue efforts yeah. and i saw that one rescuer lost his life by a down power and a submerged power line that yeah and i'm sure i mean you can't even tell what's in that water you know and it's, it's an awful thing to talk about awful thing to think about and mm-hmm. and the guy died a hero i mean because i wouldn't want to do that work i mean it's just i mean people do what they need to do in the time but yeah. it's not something you just sit back and say i want to do that but you, you spur into action, you do it. I'm mm-hmm. sure I would do it. You do it. We mm-hmm. just we do what you need to do, and that's just an awful situation. Yeah. Uh, again, Washington Post um, posted an article yesterday, what 500-year flooding could look like around five cities in the United States. Did you take a look at this article at all? I did, a little bit, yeah. It's pretty amazing, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I like the graphics a lot. Yeah, the graphics are very good, mm-hmm. and, it, and, it, and it goes in to talk about, okay, Houston, you know, and it, and it goes to talk about National Flood Insurance Program claims for property in Houston, um, and then, so in 2008, uh, Hurricane Ike made landfall over Galveston, Texas in September 2008. And that's when I remember. So they hit Galveston really hard. I think more so than Houston, but yeah. Galveston was hit really hard yeah, then. That. Um, but then it goes into Louisiana, and then 2005 with Hurricane Katrina. Uh, that became the costliest hurricane ever in the Atlantic, and I think this one may surpass that one from what I've read. I, I think so, too. Well, there's six and a half, seven million people in the Houston area, and it's a mm-hmm. big business city so i think it's going to surpass right. that probably others and we'll post this article on, on our website at bwtlpodcast.com but it goes into miami-dade county florida um other tampa florida area which was pretty big it was a big that graphic was pretty big for the, for the mm-hmm. potential flood and what that would look like as well and then new york new york too because oh, i mean you wow. figure 
I mean, Sandy came close to devastating New York. It hit the, hit the Jersey Shore much harder than New York yeah. did, but... People died in New York City, too. I mean, they did. Because they didn't evacuate. And no, they didn't. Um, I, I knew a lot of people that did evacuate uh, New York. I don't think there was a mandatory evacuation in New York. I think parts of the Jersey Shoreline didn't have yeah. mandatory evacuations. Uh, it's, it's, I find it... Um, I hate to use the word funny, but and it's not really ironic. But uh, Chris Christie is now being seen as a national expert on hurricane management. It's been interesting to see him on the television the past few days. I, yeah. I definitely agree. It's not you can't characterize it as funny with all the devastation. No. but with the past, it's Chris Christie. The past I mean, sixteen months, eighteen months with him being involved in all the Trump stuff. You know, doing the transition originally, running the transition, and then. Him at hoping. the governor's mansion in a closed beach, yeah. sitting in his lawn. I mean, he's his just had chair. so many things in his career, and then now all of a sudden, people are looking to him as an expert on hurricanes, and it's so things it's, things happen. Things come at you fast in, so, in the United States lately. I know. So, so let's take a turn to politics then. You and I are the, are political people. Brent's not really the pol- po- political one in this podcast, so he's not here. So we can play around <laughs> a little bit, right? So the politics of all this, real quick. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the major players, and uh, President Trump was just down in in Texas. Um, and he saw all kinds of stories out of that trip yeah. from the hats that they wore, the clothing choices that they chose, uh, who he met with and who he talked to and what he said when he did speak. Yeah. I mean, it was all parsed out six weeks from Sunday, right? Which any – you will say any presidential trip is going to be. I mean, not I, just for Trump. I mean, when any president would go down I, to disaster areas. I, I, I listen. When Obama went to Sandy and – Chris Christie shook his hand, and it was like people freaked out. Republic, yeah. You know, I mean, it's always something. But, uh, listen. People are like, oh, Chris Christie's in I'm, love with Obama. Fox News, like, had a field day. Yeah. It, well, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I'm always not, something. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I'm not a Trump apologist by any stretch of imagination, but I don't really care who wears what. Who cares? Oh, no, I don't either. I think the news always goes oh, my gosh. to the craziest That's just points. ridiculous. Now, who he met with and what he said, I will. I will. Mm-hmm scrutinize that but one of the major players here is ted cruz yeah right senator from texas and now he's in a weird spot because he voted against sandy mm-hmm. uh relief efforts and the reasons why were not completely true what he said was in that bill was not in that bill right and it may have been in the bill beforehand uh, the, the the some of the programs that were being funded and what he called pork that was removed and he still voted against the bill. And now he's in a weird spot because he's going to his fellow senators from New Jersey, New York, uh, other parts of New England asking for support for his home state now. And they're like, well, all right, but you, you weren't with us on Sandy, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's the way— It wasn't that long ago. It's definitely— It was not that long fresh ago. fresh on their minds still. It is. I mean, they're still, re- they're still rebuilding. I yeah. mean, the Jersey Shore was decimated. It was. It, it's yeah. sad. Um. And it, it's he's in a weird spot. He's 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 an he's an interesting and unique senator, um, but he's in a weird spot right now. Being a fiscal hawk that he is, yeah. uh, asking for disaster assistance. So let's talk about this right now with disaster assistance. I've seen this I've seen this uh, play out different ways mm-hmm. with disaster assistance. One of them is. Um, uh, an omnibus type type thing. Well, first of all, we're, we're up against uh, the end of the fiscal year at the end of this coming month. Yes. Tomorrow's September 1st. We have one month. One month. As of now, the government is not funded nope. to, to stay open past no, to, to October 1st. Mm-hmm. 
now and, and before the hurricane hit, the wall was a big component of all of this. Yes. Right. President Trump said, we're going to close or we're going to close the government because I want this wall funded. Right. Insert the hurricane. And yeah. now you have hurricane disaster relief funding coming into play. And that there's a wrench in everything. Right? I agree. A week ago, I would have said the government's shutting down 70% sure. Now, I don't think it will. So if the government shuts down, how would that affect disaster recovery relief efforts? I don't think it will, but I think I think they want to get a disaster bill done, and so that gives them more Because FEMA, FEMA can stay open. They can stay open. But there's other there's, but there, there will be other programs, right? I think right? they want that to get be... a bill done as soon as possible, because you want to get it done when it's fresh in everyone's mind. Right. And so if you're going to do it in September, you're going to do funding for the government, too. I don't think you can just do one or the other. I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I don't disagree with you at but all. But, yeah, I mean, FEMA can continue operating a lot of their emergency programs, mm -hmm. but there's not going to be new funding for those unless they do a disaster bill. That's right. So, that's how government, our government is very reactionary. Yeah. We are a reactionary society. We fund things that already happened. We don't have a pot of money sitting around for disaster relief. No. <laughs> You know, we just don't have it. It's 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 all part of you know a a a disaster bill that is done after the mm -hmm. fact to fund recovery efforts. So it's always has been, in my guess, as long as I'm still working this town, it's the way it always will be, in my opinion, right? So government the government funding ends on September 30th. Okay, we have these disaster bills now. So you think you think we're going to get government funding done, and this is going to be Something. the catalyst that doesn't. Yeah. So you don't think the government's going to shut? Even though you said, I don't think it. I mean, I, there's a. Wait, so we're it playing guessing game, right? Yeah, we're, I mean, we're guessing. We know, yeah, we don't know. No, we have no idea. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've been I've been wrong since. Uh, I just don't think Trump can use the wall as a talking point at this point. Like I, I agree and, with that. I mean, who knows? He may try. Trump can do whatever he wants, but. Yeah, um, I don't think it'll resonate very well with Congress. And I don't think with Congress. Well, I don't. Yeah, I think it hasn't been resonating well with Congress, and now it definitely would not resonate well right. with Congress. So I think they're going to do a lot more on their own, which they were already shifting away. I think from trying to follow the president's agenda, mm -hmm. and then I don't know. They want to get tax reform done, <laughs> and Trump. Talked Sorry, about, I, didn't, I didn't mean to laugh at that. No, but, but Trump talked about he did a whole oh, speech, he did a speech on it this week, I know. which is I know. A very interesting to me that they're still throwing that in with. Before it was the possibility of government shut down because the wall wasn't President, there. President now Trump it's has, the hurricane. President Trump has tried to control the message. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I feel like I'm nitpicking here, but administrations can control messages, yes. but you have to be self-aware of what's going on in the world around you at the same time. You just there's a hurricane going on and and, and massive historic historic flooding and, and and death and everything bad. Happening in, in, in good stories too of humanity, humanity stories, yeah. human stories. Okay, I'm not saying I'm not disparaging that, but there's bad stuff going on in Houston right now. You can't turn around and try to change the subject. You know, it's right. it's not going to go anywhere. Right, and it was on their agenda. I mean, Paul Ryan's been trying to talk about it all through recess. Certainly, yeah, it is. About it, I think Trump, stuff happened. It was on his agenda, but it, stuff something happens. happened. I don't think it was. No, didn't make sense to me that they still were trying to talk about that yet. And his speech. The corporate. There was a study came out today that corporate America has significantly reduced the amount they are talking about President Trump now and mm, bringing him up. Yeah. So I don't know if they've given up on him or this administration or not. But listen, regardless of what you think about President Trump or his politics, he's trying to do a lot with government reform, mm -hmm. tax reform. He's trying, trying a lot. 
I think he's getting his own way, and I think this disaster is getting in his way. He's a lot of stuff getting in his way of doing, of yeah. accomplishing, accomplishing his goals. Some are self-inflicted, and others he can't help, right? Yeah. But to try to change the subject completely, I mean, that's going to get you. And then blame the press for not covering it. I mean, that's going to that's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I'm with you. I don't think tax reform is going to get done. There are a limited amount of legislative days left mm-hmm. in this in this year. Uh, especially in September before the government, you know, runs out of funding and then has a possibility of closing down, Yeah. right? But before we wrap up here, though, I want to talk about Congress has several ways they're going to deal with this disaster assistance. And what I've seen, it's, it may not be one big omnibus package. It may be a series of small packages, small mm-hmm. bills. Have you seen? Have you read about this? I haven't at all? read about that yet. No. Where you know when we've seen Katrina relief or Sandy relief or even Hurricane Ike relief or any kind of other relief efforts disaster assistance bills, they've been one big package. And here, you may have a series of smaller bills, hmm. which, again, I find pretty interesting. That is an interesting approach. Because sometimes people may not love what's in it, or they may hate a lot what's in it, and they may like certain parts more than others, but this gives them cover to vote for some stuff and not others if they do it this way. Right. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's the smartest thing to do, but... I just wonder how many can pass... Because usually you can throw a bunch of random things in a bill and hope people vote for it. Exactly, because there's enough good stuff in it. Yeah. And so now if you just have things that are very narrowly focused, I find that harder to get everyone to vote for it. I agree. Because they have to vote how many times on bills that their constituents might not like. I know. And then at the same time, (laughs) we're we're keeping an eye on the government staying open too and our programs being funded past Mm -hmm. October 1st. You know? Uh, So it's going to be an interesting month, Elizabeth. This, this month coming up of, of September. so It always is, but this this year it'll be even more so. Yeah. With Congress not getting, you know, I know. much done. I know. So I actually brought a bunch of other stuff to talk about today. And uh, we didn't even get to it because this uh, hurricane took up a lot of the, um, the discussion time. Mm-hmm. But it's important. I don't want to treat it lightly. I mean, it's something that, you know, it's it, everyone's talking about it. You know, it's I didn't talk about because because everyone's talking about it, but I thought it was relevant to this podcast yeah. to talk about it, and uh, and then throw some little tidbits about what's going on in Congress as well. Mm-hmm. So, so Brent's not here. Do you have any tips, Elizabeth? I don't have any tips. You have no tips at all. No. None. No. None. Just I guess my only tip is read. And <sighs> <laughs> anything in particular you want to recommend? No, anything. Just to read. What do you love to read? I read everything. I mean. Nonfiction, fiction, crime, detective books. I love we, everything. Uh, we listened to a book on tape, and I forget what it was called. I have to um, look this up, but it was by, you know who Jason Siegel is? Mm-hmm. He's an actor? Yeah. He yeah. writes books. Oh, I had no idea. And he actually, um, we were driving to Florida, and we listened to it, and he actually was the one. Narrating it. Narrating cool. it. It's a, it's a children's book, but it was like a tween. It wasn't really high school. It was more young adult. Young, not really young adult. It was it was like younger than young adult. I forget what that's called. I think that's a new like genre. It used to be like look, hooked in with young adult, but young adults gotten more mature in the last. Yeah, years. it wasn't like Twilight. So I think it's a new genre. Yeah, that they and call it was it. it was cute, but uh, <laughs> it was cute. It was cute, but uh, you know it was it kept my interest. Yeah, I guess that's my reading level is young adult. But maybe we're not. I don't know. We, we thought it was funny, though. Yeah. All right. So happy Labor Day. You too. Uh, I think we're going to be without Brent next couple of weeks. So we'll see if we can't get maybe a guest or two in here. We'll see. Yeah. So it's not just you and me. Mm-hmm. 
Somebody as fascinating good. as this is. There has to be somebody good around. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Spring more life. <laughs>